What's up, nerds, and welcome to the Restricted section, in which more nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the bajillionth time and talk about why we still fuck with it, even though J.K. Rowling um, sucks. Yeah. Awkward time to be running a Harry Potter podcast, but as Daniel Radcliffe said, and I'm going to paraphrase, we hope you still like the books for what they did for you when you read them. And as you continue to read them, in our case, and you can separate them from the person who wrote them. That is my wish for you. That is also Daniel Radcliffe's wish for you. Today's going to be a super fun bonus episode. We're playing some games, answering some riddles. Fun fact, most Harry Potter riddles were written for children, so get ready. We're going to have a good time. We got a super special guest that we're really excited about, so just have a seat or don't, maybe you're exercising, or maybe you're doing dishes. Those are probably the top two things I do while I'm listening to podcasts. Um, So do that thing and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the restricted section. I'm your host, Christina, and today we're doing a very special games and riddles episode. Before we get started, let's do a little roll call. I'm your host, Christina. I already said that. I'm Brooke. I'm Mary Clay. And we have a very special guest today. Al, you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your Harry Potter history? Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Adel Rafai, and I am a podcaster. You might know me from Hello from the Magic Tavern or Hey Riddle Riddle. And thank you all so much for having me. My relationship with Harry Potter books, I didn't read them until I was in sophomore year in college, I believe. And then I absolutely devoured them. Um, to where by the time the last book, the last two books came out, I was waiting it, at midnight for the release out in front of probably a Borders, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm super bummed out and disappointed with uh, J.K. Rowling's current situation, and uh, I stand with trans people, and I and I'm I'm so sorry that this happened. This is awful, but uh, I the the books were were very impactful in my life. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys saw that Daniel Radcliffe released a pretty, like, moving statement about, like, I'm so sorry if this has hurt you, and, like, I hope that your relationship with the books retains its original meaning to you and, like, doesn't get ruined by this woman. It was uh, very well done. I I thought that was really outstanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he continues to be one of my top five celebrity crushes. Ooh, other four. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they will reveal themselves throughout mm-hmm. this podcast. Let, let me just ask, is Tom Hardy in that list? No, okay. not my type. Mm-mm. That's my number one male celebrity. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I approve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Mary Clay, you host a podcast about Lord of the Rings, and I've just been like a little jealous this week that your author is not in a position to be tweeting. Oh, I'm so thankful every day of my life that J.R.R. Tolkien is dead and does not exist on Twitter. <laughs> John Ronald Reagan Tolkien. Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. We can't do this again. Let's get into it. Adel, what Hogwarts house are you in? I went to Hogwarts online and I am a, do you, well, here's the thing. Uh, truthfully, I'm a Ravenpuff, but some people don't allow the mixed houses. We we I, we prefer that you choose an alliance, but we definitely accept the cusp as like a personal identity. No if, if I have to, <laughs> if I have to choose a soul house, it would hands down be Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. But, oh, sorry, uh, I'm a Hufflepuff. But I do think 
But I do think one that I have a little bit of Ravenclaw, and two, I think Gryffindors are the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> oh, Brooke, are I you can marrying agree with one? That. I am marrying the most Gryffindor so human being to ever exist. <laughs> Her fiance is so Gryffindor that he continually tries to convince people that he's a Slytherin because he's like, "Oh, well, you know, I don't like everybody all the time." Like, <laughs> he's a literal golden retriever. Brooke, yes. Brooke, I'm so sorry. He's going to make this wedding all about him, which is typical Gryffindor. <laughs> um. Yeah. They're no. Egomaniacs. Yeah. They're sociopathic egomaniacs. It's a big old Catholic affair, and I am atheist, so <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> At least with Slytherin, they're sociopaths for a reason. Like, they're trying to attain something. With Gryffindor, it's all self... It's, they're just trying to, like, gaslight people. They're, it's uh, for the glory. It's yeah. also just reckless endangerment. It's mm-hmm. a lack of self-preservation skills. Mm-hmm. But also, congratulations. I'm so sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary Clay and Brooke, what houses are you? Um, so I am uh, very much a Ravenclaw, but when I went to do the Pottermore house sorting, mm-hmm. it actually let me choose mm-hmm. because I was so on the border of Ravenclaw and Slytherin that it allowed me to pick. And so I am a Slitherclaw, as it were, okay. but definitely ultimately Ravenclaw. I always thought that was a bullshit part in the movie where the hat's like, what do you want? <laughs> I like, don't like, know. Yeah, it's like, not Slytherin. He's like, not Slytherin. We're fine with me. It's like, wait, aren't you like an ancient magical hat who knows all? And he's like, I don't know. You do the fucking job. <laughs> Trying to boil a 11-year-old yeah. child yeah. Right. Like, you who, have- just, who just learned two weeks ago that you're a wizard and the truth about yeah. how your parents died. Can I just say, if my job was being an ancient magical hat who works one day a year and has four <laughs> options, fucking bring it on. I would kill that job. I would be amazing at it. This guy shirks his duties off on a little kid, says, I don't know. What do you want? Got it. No, no, thank you. Mary Clay, what are you? I am a Slytherin. Okay. A hundred percent. A hundo P. I think there's something to be said for like the house you are and then like the house you come across as because mm-hmm. like I'm a Hufflepuff, but I think I really come across as a Gryffindor where and okay. like Brooks or Ravenclaw, I think you really come across as a Slytherin Brooke. Mm-hmm. And then Mary Clay, I think you really come across as a Gryffindor too. Oh, what? No. See? Do not, I thought you were going to. You it's don't get to pick what you come across as. I don't. Well, I have a lot of people who when I'm like, oh, I'm a Slytherin. They're like, yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Man, <laughs> poor Slytherins. Uh, okay, great. So we're going to start with some riddles. Um, fun fact. Most Heard, of them. Ha- Heard of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we brought in an expert. So Where, where I'm from, we, we call them riddies, but I, I'm sure they're uh, similar. Yes, yes. Puzzies, uh, puzzies and riddies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, in here. the southern dialect, it's riddles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on riddles. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> um, so, fun fact: most Harry Potter riddles are written for children, so that's why we're doing this as a warm-up. Yeah. Um, most of them rhyme. Some of them not very well. I might have mentioned before that I'm a children's book editor, so I do have some notes. Mm. I'll keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brief aside: I just remembered we all once did a Harry Potter escape room that was put on by the Ooh. public library. Oh yeah, and- the Richmond Public Library. Yeah, that's right, my wheelhouse. Shout out. Yeah. And it took us like maybe 
what 12 minutes it was for children it was for children and we felt so bad because they had like done they'd put a lot of hard work into it they're librarians you know, i know those best. librarians i still and, i agree with you brooke i still would have done it and on i would have done it like eight minutes because i'm obsessed with escape rooms and on the way out i would have like screamed at the kid who's about to go in and been like eight minutes <laughs> top it <laughs> they gave us snacks afterwards they gave uh, us rice crispy treats <laughs> And then we formed a lasting friendship. It was beautiful. (laughs) God bless librarians. (laughs) Yeah, especially right now. So the Richmond Public Library is doing like contact free, like library lending. Such a nightmare. Bless you librarians. Okay. Um, So here's the first hurdle. I think you'll see right away what I mean about them being a little easy. (laughs) As the Harry Potter books went on, Ron Weasley and I got closer. I correct the pronunciation when people say Leviosa. <laughs> uh, Hermione. <laughs> Good. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Snaps. 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 Hermione. It was so easy that I was like, wait a second. This has to be harder, right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I wear glasses and pigtails and a Hogwarts toilet seat is now my bed. And I do not think it's funny to chuck books through my head. <laughs> Miss Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. I miss Moaning Myrtle. I'm really glad these are like actually children. Because when, when you were like, these are children's, I was, I was concerned that like I was actually going to be stumped by them and yeah. that <laughs> I would find out that, you know, a fifth grader is in fact smarter than me. So <laughs> Take that, Jeff Foxworthy. What, yeah. is, what is the, so I haven't read the books in a little bit. It's been a That's couple okay. years. I, uh, I forget. What is Moaning Myrtle's deal in terms of, obviously, she's dead. She haunts mm. specifically the boys' bathroom? Yes. It's the girls' bathroom, actually. Um, oh, okay. she, that's where she was. Yes. that Because, okay, okay. That's where she was murdered by, spoiler alert, all spoilers all the time, um, the basilisk, right? And, okay, okay. and so she was murdered there, and she haunts it. And that is where Ron and Hermione and Harry make their polyjuice potion when they're trying to figure out the chamber mm-hmm. of secrets because it's a safe space because no one goes in there, including girls, because Moaning Myrtle's a nightmare. Aside from being a ghost, she's just a nightmare person. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue she is the horniest character in all the books. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. At least in the movie, she she pops up while, while Harry's in the tub and she's like, ooh. Yeah. No, that scene is literally worse in the books. Like she yeah. is like coming. It, it's deeply inappropriate, especially considering that she's like 65 years old. Well, that's what I was well, going to say. Well, technically, isn't she, how old was she when she died? Is she still that But that old? doesn't. She has 63 years of experience. That doesn't matter, Mary Clay, because your her ghost body may be X amount of years old, but mentally she's 60 some years old. And that's well, the, okay, that's the crime. Guess. That's the crime. And in the movie, she's portrayed by like a 40 something year old actress from, from Bridget correct. Jones's diary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a child, I definitely thought Moaning Myrtle was just Daniel Radcliffe in a wig. Because it looks so <laughs> much, it looks so much like him. That would have been she a better the choice. Same, I would the prefer same that glasses. Okay, well, I need to see that now. Next. And also the na- the moniker Moaning Myrtle. I mean, that's there's uh, won't <laughs> yeah. even touch it. Won't even touch it. <laughs> she talks. Herself. She talks like she's on the cusp of orgasm at all times. <laughs> that's true. 
And then she burst into tears, which like, you know, for some people, that's how it goes. That's, that's nice. how it works for me. <laughs> Must be nice to always be on the verge of an orgasm. Must be nice. Or the, the greatest torture ever. I feel or, like it's that one. Or people, or the the women at uh, Hogwarts are keep flushing herbal essence and it's mixing in the water and that's what's going on. <laughs> I don't know how old the three of you are if you remember herbal essence commercials. Yes. Oh, no. I... It was basically porn, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. This is luxurious pigtails. Okay. Next one. Please come closer. I simply cannot see. I've lived long in the dark with my humongous family. Batman. <laughs> no, actually all his all his family is dead um you died in the chamber of secrets i was born <laughs> <laughs> um was this okay here's where i get confused and and mary clay you might be able to help me out i'm think the the name that pops in my head is shelob okay that's the spider yes. from Lord oh aragog aragog snap who Yes, um, J.K. Rowling definitely straight up stole. Yoinked, totally yoinked it. Yeah, Shaleb from. Man, I mean, I definitely read Harry Potter for the first time before I ever got into Lord of the Rings, but reading Lord of the Rings after Harry Potter, it's like, wow. Like, she really ripped a lot of this. Yeah. Aragog, <laughs> like, oh. I mean, even the name is like Aragorn, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, Aragorn. We should do a crossover episode someday, Mary it is funny to picture her writing it and go, don't name it Shelob, don't name it Shelob. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Legolas. Shelob. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the rest of them are, I think, just kind of jokes. But there may be ones you could figure out. Mm. Why does Voldemort prefer Twitter over Facebook? Why does Voldemort prefer Twitter over Facebook? Because his... Cause his family isn't on twitter because he has <laughs> followers he has followers on twitter Ooh. he has friends on facebook yes he has nailed it, it. Snap, and he'll snap. never know Holy love shit. or friendship <laughs> oh friendship it's like the greatest diss ever delivered okay last one last riddle and then we'll get into some serious business i almost said because he prefers 280 characters which is about the cast of harry potter yeah, which is about the cast of harry potter <laughs> Okay, last one. Why is Mad-Eye Moody such a bad professor? Because it's his son pretending to be him. Okay, well, besides that. Because he's only got an eye in the front of his head. Okay. Because he's mad. I don't know. Because he thinks it's appropriate. Well, I guess that would be Barty Crouch who was teaching, who was showing the children the forbidden curses. Okay, okay. But Bar- thinking it's you, totally appropriate. You guys, are, you guys are too good at Harry Potter. It's just like Barty Crouch aside. <laughs> Why is Mad-Eye Mooney a bad professor? Something, something depth eater? No. Something... That's good, but no. Does it have to, Christina, does it have to do with his eye? Yes. That's his defining trait. Okay. His, okay... Because his pupils keep running around. His pupil, he can't keep his pupils straight. Base, good enough. Uh, snap, snaps. He only has one pupil. Is he that can't it? control his pupils. Uh, Nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. See, they got a little bit harder. So now we're all listed. Go see. We can get into some, some real talk, some would you rathers. And let me just tell you, I asked yeah. Facebook and Twitter for their submissions. And there are some creative people on Facebook and Twitter. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> um, 
Okay, this one was submitted by Ryan, who happens to have written the music for this podcast. He happens to also be my little brother. <laughs> Would you rather fight 10 Dobby-sized Hagrids or one Hagrid-sized Dobby? Okay, I was really hoping you'd pick this one because 100% Dobby-sized Hagrids. I would punt those motherfuckers into the next year. Well, here's look, that's a great answer on the surface, but we have to dig a little deeper, and I have, I have a follow-up question. Do these Dobby-sized Hagrids have Hagrid strength? Because he is part giant, meaning mm. like an ant, he can probably carry like 20 times his weight. So what's the deal there? Are they as strong as, as Hagrid is full-sized? Let's say that those they're twenty percent the size of original Hagrid, so they'd be mm -hmm. operating at twenty percent mm -hmm. the strength of original Hagrid. Same, okay. still proportionally strong for the size, but not quite as strong as giant half giant Hagrid. Second I think you also. Oh, go ahead, Brooke. You have Please. to take Dobby's extreme magical capabilities into account, and like mm -hmm. a a Hagrid-sized Dobby is a lot to deal with. It's a lot of limbs. He's very gangly, and however. Then with the Hagrid-sized Dobby, he's still Dobby. All you have to do is be like, Dobby, go, like, get me, I don't know, cookies. And he'll Nubbit. gladly go and get that for you. He a free because elf? Because he's Dobby. Like, but you're not here. Yeah, he is a free elf, but he is just still, like, the nicest elf ever and will do anything for anyone who's not okay. a Malfoy. But All right, so, so there's three of you. Everyone cast your vote. I'm going to say one Hagrid-sized Dobby. Because I feel like he's, he's such a sad sack, I could just wail on him, and he would, he would just apologize <laughs> to me the whole time. Nah, I still want to take on a small army of, of Hag Hagrid Dobby Hagrids. <laughs> Mary Clay, what, what's your final answer? Yeah, I got, uh, yeah, Hagrid-sized Dobby. Yeah. Okay, all right. All I right. think he would, I think you could, because I think you could defeat him with, words and just be like go iron your hands and he will he's what's the um who's that made who's the what are the books oh boy there's amelia bedelia he's oh my god yeah. yeah where it's like you tell her to go you know trim the hedges and it turns out the neighbor's names are hedges and she's killed them or something oh right yeah yeah where it's like, uh, Amelia Bedelia, go draw the bath. And she comes back with like a portrait of the bathtub. And it's the ba like, yeah. You're fired, you fool. Um, yeah, Hagrid, I will say, and I, I'm, I'm trying to scan through the rest of the characters. I do think Hagrid and Dobby are the dumbest pieces of shit in this series. Hagrid is also, and this has been a, a recent theme, Hagrid is incredibly reckless in terms mm -hmm. of the way that he relates to these children. Like yeah. it is, it is We're not, not okay. Into it again. We literally spent the last half of book one, just talking so much shit about Hagrid. We're not getting into it again. He's the worst. He has no business working at a There's school. part of me that just thinks he's a sadist and he's like into it. Like that's his kink. And I never want to kink shame, <laughs> but I do think, I feel like he's smarter than he lets on, but he's like, Hey, come to the forest. Harry. That's, that was perfect. And, uh, but that's his thing. So I think it's safe to kink on. shame if yeah. it involves luring children into a haunted forest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and light burning, you're right, light you're dragon right. burning. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. Would you rather spend a weekend as a guest at the Dursleys or serve detention with Filch? Like an overnight detention. Like you fucked up. I think, so Filch is going to be, you know it's coming. You know he's going to be an asshole. You know he's going to make you do, like, tough stuff. The Dursleys is more like mental terrorism, where it's like mm. they're going to bicker among themselves about how awful you are and what they should do to you and snap at you. So just quantity, there's three of them. 
and it's for a week. I, I would do Phil. It's, if it, it was, was weekend. Like a weekend. Oh, okay. So two days. I would say two nights. You get there yeah. on Friday night and you can leave Sunday afternoon. I'd rather do Filch. And also okay. I could probably overpower him because he's a, <laughs> he's a mud or squib, what? Squib, yeah. A squib. He's a squib. Yeah. He's that a squib. is true. I think that the Dursleys might actually be okay because we're all muggles. Sorry. None of us got mm, letters. True. Um, mm. Adel, I don't know about you. They're muggles and we're muggle. And like the one rule of the Dursleys is don't talk about wizards. So I feel like you could get through true. that situation. <laughs> Also, it's set. The key word is that you are a guest of the Dursleys, so they are treating you like a guest. They're yeah. not treating you like Harry. So honestly, you would probably just get really nice dinners. You would sit there and watch the telly, as they say well over there, Spot on. all weekend. <laughs> I'm trying to get a peers um, treatment with a Knickerbocker glory. That's all yeah, I whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I would choose the Dursleys. Okay. Would you rather spend an afternoon belching up slugs or tending blast-ended scroots? Okay, these both sound like euphemisms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the blast-ended scroots definitely <laughs> is like some, I don't know. She came up with that joke when she was, I don't know, drunk at 3 a.m. and was like, this will be great. I went to a party, met someone. Next thing you know, bingo, bingo, blast-ended scroots. Uh, <laughs> Now we're dating. Um, <laughs> or like, dude, last night I did so many blast-ended screws. I'm so <laughs> tired this morning. I blast-ended her screwed. No. Uh, wow. <laughs> no, right. no, yes, we're out, we're out of I don't know. Maybe I screwed her in the blast end? <laughs> blast my <throat>. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Now we're back in. Back in it. Um, any opinions? Even B-E-S is, uh, I mean, the first and last letter, obviously, butt sex. I don't know what the E stands for. Um, so remind me, what do blasted and scroots, they obviously blast out their ends, but is it like fire or is it? It is fire. And just to be very clear, it is out of both ends. You cannot identify, the viewer cannot identify which end is their head and which is the rear. Ooh. Blast um, out both ends. And this is like real fire. It's not like magical fire that just is. For no, real. it's real fire. Okay. So <laughs> like I it'll would, hurt. I would rather burp up slugs because I don't want uh, third degree. I was just, sorry. I was thinking it's like a glory hole. You just don't know what end you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, never... And for that reason, blast ended scroots. <laughs> okay. I think my house is blast ended scroots. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I want to change my answer. Um, but I'm a power think... blast end. Oh, that's good. I think I'll go with blasted and scroots because I hate throwing up more than anything. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's ever anyone in the existence of human beings to be like, yeah, I just really love throwing up. I but love that feeling. People. Kate Moss. <laughs> I need you to know that Michael does because he's like he'll make himself throw up because he's like I get the relief afterwards and like you know if I'm like going to no, bed but the know the actual throwing. like feeling of Something is coming up out of my throat and out of okay. my mouth. All right. and this I'm is gonna, very... I'm calling it. We're, Bro, can I just say, what a Gryffindor fucking move. To say, <laughs> I love throwing up. Oh, give me throw up all day long. Attention seeker. I think there's a difference between becoming more drunk than you anticipated and wanting the relief of knowing it's out of your system and just like being chill on like a Tuesday afternoon. Like I could really go for some vomit right now. Oh, delicious. I, I too, however, would choose blast ended scroots because I think that 
just that it's just it's so hard to watch and like it's not the thing with okay i said we're not gonna do puke talk anymore but like here's some more puke talk. <laughs> gave it to me <laughs> the thing with just regular puke is you're like i consensually ate these things <laughs> but like slugs man like where did they come you from not- they- <laughs> that's what i was thinking about is like where did this when you do the slug eating charm or whatever does it do they just like materialize in your stomach yeah, and like then, are they like, from the garden or, or do they like materialize in your throat or are they just all does it just all of a sudden appear in your mouth and then you vomit it out like it's so wild all three of you chose blasting the screws because to me it's like with the slug yeah maybe it's a textural thing of like you don't like that sensation but the reverse escargoing versus like fire like fi- when fire hurts you fire bad i think maybe i'm bolstered by the fact that um the golden trio in harry potter and the goblet of fire had to tend the blast in its screws for a whole like semester and mm-hmm. they they made it out alive so i'm like yeah oh. all right okay yeah i would probably want to cut my hair before getting that close but uh, also i feel like you could tend them with a stick from a distance mm, mm-hmm. you know just like roll them over whatnot scurry mm-hmm. them around give them some food you'd be eight <laughs> put them on a leash take them for a walk around the grounds oops fell into the lake <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not realizing that i forgot to write down who submitted these would you rathers i'm so sorry to all of our dedicated listeners i did diligently write down all the fuck mary kills so just get ready for those if you submitted one would you rather Spend one hour with Aragog's colony in the Forbidden Forest or spend one hour dodging the Whomping Willow. And something that I think is a crucial piece of information that is missing here is, is Aragog trying to kill you or are you a welcome guest? I'm not sure. What do you guys think? It doesn't say Aragog. It says Aragog's army. Colony. Colony. So he's out of the picture and the rest of them, I forget, are they bite size or are they king size? They are... I think they get bigger as you go deeper. Okay. Okay. And also, Aragog is the only reason that his family doesn't eat Hagrid. That's right. So Aragog not being there is actually maybe not good. Could be worse. Yeah. Um. But if the if you get hit by the Whomping Willow, it could kill you in one hit. I think I'd do the Whomping Willow. I think I would do that too. I just don't like spiders. I don't fuck with spiders. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, like them yeah, on me. I don't like yeah, them around me. I'm not, I'm not into it. I, you, yeah. I, I don't care about spiders as long as it's a normal size. But mm. when it gets to be, you know, bigger than my the, my thumb, I'm like, nah, you can set it on fire for all I care. Can you imagine, fuck the ecosystem. Can you imagine being a kid and you read the Harry Potter books? Oh my gosh, they're so good. What a fantasy wonderland. And then your parents are like, hey, we're going to the park. There's a willow. Go stand by there so I can get a picture. I would what a, I would be traumatized. I would never, if I read these as like a little kid, I would never go near a willow for the rest of my life. <laughs> Not all willows. Yeah. I, I did think that the whomping willow was actually like way less intimidating when I was a kid because we had a weeping willow in our yard. Mm. And so I looked at the spindly branches and I'm like, pew, pew, pew. that's not so bad. Like, you know, that's like a little tappy tap. Little what are you talking about? I So I also grew up with the weeping willow in my neighborhood, but we would take them off and we would like beat each other with 
victim. Those things Jesus. hurt. <laughs> I don't remember exactly under what circumstances this happens, but in Disney's animated Pocahontas, Grandmother Willow absolutely spanks somebody with one of her Willow switches. <laughs> yes. Go Polo, switch off the Willow. Would you, Christina, would your brother, you said he does music? Yes. How much can I pay to commission him to sing Patsy Cline's Weeping Willow, but change it to Whomping Willow? Oh, he would be more than happy to do that for free. He'll do anything. Okay. (laughs) Classic older sister response. Um, He just graduated college. He's in debt. Ooh, I would would pay upwards of $40 for that. That, To to write the theme music for this podcast, I gave him a $25 fast food gift card. So, But what fast food? It was kava. I didn't say it in case they don't have it in Chicago. Kava? Yeah, it's like Mediterranean. Like It's kind of like Chipotle in that it's like better than fast. Yeah, okay. but you can get it real quickly. I was like, I think no, kava is like a Spanish wine, but... Uh, that is also true. Okay. No, kava is not fast. I don't... In, it, fast food, it has to have a drive-thru in order for it to be fast food. All right, fast, well, let's... It's, it's fast casual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we love kava. Kava sponsors. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I pay, I pay everyone for their work on this podcast. That's also how we got Kava. our logo. <laughs> I paid in Kava gift cards. Well, because my friends don't want to like take my money, but I'm like, I'm going to pay you. So like, here's a gift card. That's really nice for you to pay people. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm for paying what? to be on this podcast. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to start somewhere, Adel. Okay. <laughs> I, I still do stand by Whomping Willow, though. I think it got a lot scarier in the movies because they gave it those giant, like, bulbs. It became like, and... a, pu- like a boxer. Yeah, yeah it yeah. became like a pummeling willow. Like, they really went in on it. I think at some point, once it knocks somebody down, it, like, picks them up to, like, body slam them, right? So, so stupid. It's not just side to side. It's also, like, a gr- it's like MMA. It's like, now I'm going to do a reverse chokehold. And, like, you, you know, it's It's awful. like strategizing. Yeah. But I would—I agree with Brooke. I would still do Whomping Willow over those those spideys. I believe in my agility. Okay, would you rather eat a cockroach cluster or a stoat sandwich, Brooke? Can you remind the group what a stoat sandwich is? Stoats are the worst. Um, so stoats are a small ferret-like creature that is incredibly invasive to New Zealand, and it's the reason they're losing all of their native ground-dwelling birds. Fuck stoats. And so Hagrid serves the trio stoat sandwiches that they don't eat. And then a cockroach cluster, just to remind everyone, is uh, some candy that they sell. I don't know. I guess it has cockroaches in it. Who I would I I want to say candy because obviously that's way tastier. But I want to be part of the solution, not the problem. So we gotta get rid of these stoats. I would chomp down a stoat. I just don't think I could do a stoat. I feel like it would be really gamey, or maybe surprisingly like rabbit, and then actually quite tasty. Or squab. Oh, you would have to like try a bite before making your decision. <laughs> I don't think that you can I have a little nibble of both and then I'll kind of decide based on the flavor profile. <laughs> I'd go with cockroach cluster. Yeah, because yeah. it's candy. I, I imagine our cockroach cluster is kind of like peanut brittle, but like it's cockroach. Yeah. But like, I, don't look at them. But there's I'm, no way that like it's an actual cockroach. I bet it's just in the shape. In the world of Harry Potter, I think it might be. Well, I don't know, because remember the chocolate frogs are literally just a chocolate frog and it's only in the movies that they like animated it and it's a real frog 
in That's the books, sign. it's literally just, it's just a solid, you know, it's not in the book. It's not a real frog that doesn't like get up and move around. So I would cockroach bet, cluster. I would bet big money that a, a chocolate or cockroach cluster is almost a one-to-one with a whatchamacallit. Or even like a or a chocolate mm. payday, like like is yeah. there a cockroach in here? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, you get that. I you get see that. a take five with the pretzel oh, crunch. Good yeah, call. good call. Oh my god! So that kind of sounds good, even if I know it is cockroaches. Like it's still kind of good. Have y'all? Uh, any, has anybody been to Wizarding World? Yes. Yes. What was, what was your favorite snack there? Oh, oh man. The frozen butterbeer is just oh, next level. Oh, I love good. it yeah. so much. It's basic I, as fuck, um, but I love it. I think the hot butterbeer was my favorite. Really? I tried all three, and the hot was, was hands down my favorite. Um, I really liked their bottled pumpkin juice. Mm, that was delicious. I have a problem with the butterbeer because it's it's literally just so sweet, which like I, I get I get it. I get that it's butterbeer. But Flo- the- flowingly sweet, yeah. Yeah, my butterbeer recipe involves like 50% Guinness, which I think is way better I need this recipe. Yes, it's awesome. And you know what Guinness is? It's the world's most famous stoat. Dad joke. A stoat in the sandwich. Oh, that's good. Okay, this next one's good. Okay, just brace yourself. Would you rather drink a mystery bottle from Snape's office or blow him? <laughs> <laughs> wow did not go where i thought it would mystery bottle you have no idea what's in i there. will take the mystery bottle i'm a slytherin i'm in his house i'm assuming that he wouldn't put one of his own in danger mystery bottle it is i'm a slither into those jeans um <laughs> snape wears jeans right <laughs> famously, Certainly famously, jeans. famously snape's always in jeans right yeah can you imagine fucking <laughs> If I remember, I, I haven't read the books in a while. If I remember correctly, Snape's is, Snape's is usually wearing um, no top and then jeans, <laughs> and like yeah, Ariel Postel jeans. So. He's in a he's in like a Levi's commercial. Here's what I need to posit: What is before I make my choice? I gotta know what do we think he's packing? What do we think? <laughs> dick, what that dick like? It's, it's got to be slimy, right? I was going to say he's... greasy somehow because that's the rest of him. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine there's a lot of good washing and personal hygiene going mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to weigh in on this one. I would absolutely blow him. We've all sucked dicks we didn't want to. It's not that bad. And you know he's going to be grateful. He might have <laughs> never had sex before. He's been pining after Lily Potter his entire life. Yeah, oh, honestly, can I, say, can I, uh, I, I want to say I, with authority – if you blow Snape, his Patronus becomes you. I think that's his thing. <laughs> Once you blow Snape, his Patronus is you. And so that's a Meow. fun thing. That's a fun thing where it's like he, he does his Patronus and then it comes out and it's like, oh, me, me from when I blew you last week? And he's like, always. And that's a fun thing. I, I feel like you're projecting part of Chunt onto Snape at this point. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, Snapey. Um... So instead of sucking his soul out, you're basically sucking a soul back in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, I could suck a soul into Snape. I believe. I believe in my skills. I could do that. I want that as a bumper sticker. I could suck a soul into Snape. Um, I would say mystery bottle because you know if he's keeping it in his office, you know he's keeping the good shit. You know he puts all the bad stuff out for kids to like accidentally t- like topple over and then it explodes. And he's like, you wretched. <laughs> he also keeps like veritaserum in his office. The truth. The truth serum and like, man, dosing yourself on some truth potion would just be a really hard day. 
Can I That's say a day the, where you just have to go to bed. <laughs> can I say the worst possible outcome is for me to pick the mystery bottle and then I drink it and it's dick sucking serum. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he walks in and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, that porno. <laughs> if it's full of his jizz and it's just like you're in the same place you would have been anyway. Uh, if it's just jizz though, at least you don't have to put the work in. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's true, but you don't get any of the payoff. <laughs> of him not bullying you like he does all the rest of the Hufflepuffs. I can honestly say this is my favorite podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> yes! <laughs> How many other podcasts have you said that to, Adam? <laughs> None. <laughs> not even my own. Ah, I'm honored! <laughs> um, okay, we're almost done with Restricted Sex. I mean, that's the name of the podcast. We're almost done with Witch. This is the last episode. <laughs> Bye! Did you almost say restrict- Restricted Suction? <laughs> Snape blowjobs, that's some restricted. That is restriction suction. Yeah, right there. <laughs> okay, would you rather jam out to mermaid song or wizard music? Uh but mermaid well, song you have to be underwater for it to sound okay. Yeah. So. And their music's like it's like chamber music where it's like wah wah you can't always watch it. <laughs> it's like green sleeves, right? That's the mermaid song. Yeah, I think green sleeves sounds right. I feel uh, like wizard music would be really, really like tinny. Just like ding 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 ding. Well, wait, are we talking like the weird sisters? Like wizard no. music? No, like Dumbledore music. Ooh, what's that? I don't know. I think I think ting 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 is pretty good. I, I don't know. Well, like spacey ambient. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this isn't a great. So I wasn't. I wasn't on for. Maybe I was. I don't know. I think there's some. There's a chapter where they sing the Hogwarts song, but there's no. There's no tune to it, and and Dumbledore is like, sing whatever you want, and they all sing yeah. their own tunes and is, stuff, is and he's just music? like. Ah, uh, music. The greatest <laughs> magic we do here. Um, and he's just amused. I know exactly what episode that was because it was the last episode we recorded in person before we had to go digital for coronavirus. And it was oh. kind of emotional. It was me, Haley, and Andrew. And it was kind of like the captain going down with the Titanic, right? We were just, <laughs> we got very drunk. And Andrew sang the entirety of that song by himself. And it was glorious. Oh. And, and he Dumbledore does weep. At, he's weeping at the end of these children screaming. At him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I imagine if you go into Dumbledore's office and you put like a needle on the pensieve, it's like like old timey like uh, casting spells. I fell in love with you, casting spells. <laughs> like that sort of like nineteen twenties oh. like. That reminds me, um, uh, Celestina Warbeck is the singer that Molly Weasley is so into, and she makes them listen to over Christmas. All right, we've been talking about wizard music too long. <laughs> Just Bill or Charlie? Just in general? Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie. I yeah, need a, Charlie. I need, I need a quick reminder of what... what who they are. So Bill is, Weasleys. Bill is the oldest Weasley. He works for Gringotts as a curse breaker in Egypt. And That's Charlie right. is the second eldest Weasley. And he is a dragon tamer vet. Let's just call him a vet. Which in, I think is a uh, euphemism yeah. in the wizarding world for he's gay. And he that's why they're like, oh, Charlie, why don't you have a girlfriend? He's like, oh, I have the dragons. 
It's great. It's I fine. had to wrestle a South German mushroom head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe is, is he the one that gets turned into a uh, werewolf? Bill. Bill. Bill gets turned into a werewolf, and he's married to Flor Delore. Flor Delore. <laughs> yeah. Flor Delorean. Flor Flor de That is literally how French sounds to me. Flor <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome the babies of beer bottoms. Uh, <laughs> that is say, exactly how their accent sounds to me. <laughs> I always accidentally yeah, say, "Yeah, amazing." I, I always accidentally call their house bell bottoms, even though it's bell bottom. Um, <laughs> so I would go. I would go with uh, werewolf. Okay. Okay. Cool. Good. So the he has a name. Share Charlie. <laughs> no. No. Uh, you know Charlie got that Thor body going on. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, he's buff. He has to pick up dragons. He picks up, oh my God, I'm reading holes right now. He carries the dragon to the top of the mountain every day ever since it's a baby. And as the dragon Which, grows bigger, Charlie goes stronger. You know, is also my prediction for how Lord of the Rings is going to end. Is it's Sam carrying Frodo up the mountain or he will be cursed for all eternity like Madame Zeroni. I would like to, to say why in Harry Potter, why don't they just book one have the giant eagles kill Voldemort? Damn, you're so right. <laughs> right. Right. Think about it. Okay, moving on. Because Voldemort's <laughs> Voldemort's like a ghosty boy at that point. Yeah, like he's you can't even really do That's anything right. about. You can't him. kill him. Yeah. Okay, my plan has holes. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Back off, the like, off the brakes. This is the kind of creative okay. energy we're looking for. <laughs> now I feel judged. You're being mean, girls. Please. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> oh shit! L- listeners She's can't got see this. Corona. Yeah, listeners can't see this. A slug just flopped uh, <laughs> to the ground. Nasty, Christina. So oh my sorry. god, Snape so is walking in the room right behind you. <laughs> oh, I think he. Oh no! <laughs> I think he heard. He's taking off his jeans. <laughs> That's all oh he's wearing. Nothing underneath them. Z Cavaricci, how old is he? <laughs> okay, okay. It's time to move on to our next section which Brooke's gonna handle for us. Brooke you want to take it from here? Yeah so we've got a little segment called the spelling bee where B is gonna give you a spell and you're gonna have to tell me what that spell does in Ooh, the Harry Potter I, universe. <clears throat> and I'm so sorry these are uh, these are real spells with actual answers or these are like <laughs> fun like we get to make them up ourselves. I mean, these are real yet obscure spells in the okay. Harry Potter okay. universe. I would say maybe if you do know what they actually do, save it for after everyone's got their guesses out. I will get none of these. <laughs> We're going to start off with the disillusionment charm. I will give you a hint. It is not when you finally learn real U.S. history. Uh, <laughs> oh. Howard Zoom. Oh. <laughs> disillusionment. Uh, can you um, use it in a sentence? Uh, yeah, uh, you could cast a disillusionment charm. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> language of origin? Uh, most of these are uh, Latinate in okay. origin. Is so. there any other pronunciations? Uh, disillusionment charm. <laughs> oh my okay. God, did you speak French in high school? <laughs> a little bit. I uh, once dated a French guy who lived in the van next to me, so... <laughs> Let me, please, Brooke, come with me to my home. It is a van, how you say. <laughs> I call His it van was smaller than... 
His van was smaller than mine, so mostly he came to my van. Not not to brag, but I am how you say how you say, Brooke. I am a local pervert. Please come in my van. Um, one of my friends talked to one of the French other French dudes, and the condom broke, and we called her an eclair for like ever because <laughs> she was French cream filled. Oh my god! This is the best moment of my podcast. <laughs> Oh. oh, do not let your kids listen to this one. This is amazing. <laughs> All right. Disillusionment charm. Many guesses? Uh, I know the answer, so I'm How can that be macaron when it feels so um. <laughs> Is disillusionment, is that where it's like you make someone see something? It's just like a, a, an illusion that's like dissing them? Like someone makes an illusion to like a, another uh, student and they're like, those shoes don't go with those pants, bitch. Like, is it that? <laughs> okay, then, first of all, we need that. I need that yeah, in my life. And then they swing on them and they disappear and they're like. <laughs> Disillusionment charm. Um, I like how you said it as if you were about to start spelling it. <laughs> no. D... Uh, well, that's what I thought this would be. It's just I got really excited thinking we would just get on here and spell some stuff. Okay, I love I, some spelling. I'm, I might be stupid, but can somebody answer for me? What is the difference between a spell and a charm? I think that it's not quite clear in the books. Okay. I, I, think, I think that all spells, all charms are spells, but not all spells are charms. Yeah. Charm, okay, it's a whiskey bourbon situation. Are charms yeah. like... Are charms something you do on a person that's not an attack and then spells are like... Yeah, I guess, yeah. Charms are usually nice and then it's like hexes and curses or jinxes. There's a lot of different kinds. Jinx if you're like trying to have a good time by bullying someone and Mm -hmm. like a hex if you really mean it. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to tell you guys what it really is? Watch me be wrong after all my confidence. I think, did Mary Clay have a guess? No, it's just going to be a bad joke about <laughs> the police and Trump and 2020. Uh, so uh, don't worry about right. it. And now we're all sad. So <laughs> the disillusionment charm is what they use at the beginning of book seven. It's like a shitty, shitty invisibility cloak. It basically makes you chameleon. And it feels like an egg being cracked over your head. Oh, That yeah. is correct. It hides objects and humans and the egg crack. Do you guys ever do that thing when you were little where you would like hit your fist down on top of someone's head and then just like drag your fingers down their face to be like, I cracked an egg on your head. No. What? Okay. What? And I did that all the time. Did you guys not ride the bus? That's a secondary important question. I was going to say, we rode the bus. No, we did something like that at like sleepovers where kind of like the light is a feather, stiff is a board thing. But it was like some, it was, it started with like, you it was crack an egg let the yolk drip down and you would do that like five times and like run your fingers down their back and then you would like tell some spooky story about like you're on a building and then you look over the edge and then you fall off and then you push them and you're like what color did you see and they're like red and it's like oh that means you're gonna die tomorrow hold up hold up hold up <laughs> dead stop i feel like you uh, just made up that whole story no no <laughs> this is real <laughs> sorry i mary clay what do you think spooky is because <laughs> your, your spooky story was you're on a building and you look over and you're all off. well i mean there's a lot more i don't know pomp and circumstances setting up the story i've never like, in my life you heard, oh, 
You open a build, you go in an abandoned building and there's no one around and then you see a door open and then you go over there and you walk up the stairs. That's better. And That's then, better. Okay. Falling, off, falling off the building, <laughs> falling off a building never has, never will be spooky. I'm so sorry. It's spooky <laughs> afterwards when you're a ghost. Did you all ever do dead man's ha- hand? No. Yes. You put your right hand on somebody else's left hand. Yes. You're, you're you're pressing your palms against each other, and then you take your free hand and you put your fingers on both sides and mm. like rub down the finger, and it feels like a dead person's hand. It's really the first time you do it. It's very oogie. Very oogie. I don't like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, next uh, spell, we are going to go with Sergito. Ooh, I once uh, met an Italian man who took me to his van named Sergito. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like the, oh, wait, no, I was going to say it sounds like the guy that Lizzie McGuire meets in the Lizzie McGuire movie, but his name is Paolo. Paolo, so. how dare you? <laughs> Sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> oh, my God, this is so vindicated. Uh, um, anyway, I think so, that you summon tequila. <laughs> so I would say Sergito makes me think that it's you're making something gush forward. So if you have like uh, water in a basin, and you say Sergito, it would like spout like it's being shot from one fountain Ooh. onto someone or into something. Is it from the water basin scene by any chance? The, Dumbled- it is. the tragic Dumbledore water basin scene? It is not, but that sounds like a good alternate theory for the Bellagio fountains existing. Time to <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> Um, any other guesses? Sergito. No, I got nothing on that one. No. It actually removes a love enchantment spell. No. Oh, oh, God, please. We need that. Yeah. I mean, Snape's still standing right behind <laughs> you. <so. laughs> Guys, you're scaring me. <laughs> um, all right, I got one more for you. Uh, we've got Evanesco. Ooh, wait. I remember this one too. Uh, yeah, we're all going for the same joke. <laughs> it wakes you up inside, mm-hmm. and then someone <laughs> saves you on the outside of you is going, "Can't wake up." <laughs> and then you're 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 just still dead asleep. Yeah, which and is not to be. Con- I want to make it clear: it's not to be confused with the spell Paparochulus, which is when you cut your life into pieces. This is your last resort. Last resort spells. <laughs> No, that would be horrifying, though, if it was literally like you couldn't wake up, if it was just a, like, sleep paralysis spell. Oh. Someone who gets sleep paralysis, I, I feel like I've managed to bring up my sleep paralysis, like, a lot during this podcast somehow. <laughs> Good lord. It's a nightmare. Yeah. I've had it twice. Why don't you tell that to the demon man who stands at the end of your bed every night when you have sleep Snape! paralysis? Tell that to the demon man. <laughs> is, yeah, is tonight demon wearing when you have sleep paralysis, it's going to be... <laughs> I didn't recognize him because the jeans threw me off so much. I, th- I, if I may, this is a great opportunity for me to plug my new young adult novel, Denim Demon, uh, <laughs> coming, to, coming to Borders uh, next. Oh, time. Borders! Oh, um, go. I actually <laughs> remembered. I think I know what this spell is. So yeah, I think I do too. I'm not like 100, percent but I'm like 80, a strong 82 percent. I think it's used to like clear something out or like empty a I think, bowl. I think it's a Molly Weasley spell. Yeah. This spell was actually introduced in the uh, recent Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them franchise, um, but oh. it vanishes any object. Uh, so any object you... It's a vanishing Evanesco, spell. 
I was close. Wow, I have no memory of that. Either. I I was thinking it was going to be spicy. Evanesco sounds like a little zhuzh to put at the end of it. <laughs> Tabasco. I literally yeah. cannot hear that word and not think of evanescence. I'm not exactly. <laughs> that's right there. the only also, thing that's coming to mind. Uh, not to brag, but I did see Ben Platt in Dear Evanesco on on uh, Broadway. So <laughs> oh. pretty exciting. Uh, Maybe you could use it to vanish your middle school experience altogether. <laughs> Excuse um, me, he's in high school. <laughs> ben, uh, what's his name? Evan Hansen. Evan it's Hansen. high school, not middle school. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is it for the spelling bee. Thank you guys for coming. Woo. Yay. Woo. Snap, 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 snap. That was snap. awesome. Snap, snap. <laughs> okay. I guess if it's a spelling bee, we're not allowed to clap. They don't clap at spelling bees, right? That they're is afraid. rude because if someone's they're afraid they're gonna right, you should cheer them on. They're afraid they're gonna like startle the children, I think. <laughs> Don't spook them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there are people here? Let's finish up the episode. We've been going for about an hour, so we'll just... Um, two hours more. <laughs> two hours more. Do not challenge us. That has happened before, okay? Yeah. We yeah, never record, again. We used to record all together around my dining room table. Like I said, there was eight of us. There were a lot of drinks involved. One time, Andrew made Dark and Stormies. It was mm. bad. I woke up the next morning and was like, I hope we finished recording that podcast I'm the host of. Tina texted us all an apology. <laughs> so you kept spilling you kept spilling wine at the I end got, of the like who <laughs> spilled that? <laughs> I got that red wine out of my white tablecloth. I want to be very clear. I'm That's I impressive. can get wine out of anything. I'm not that is I just true wine. magic. That's a Molly Weasley. Imagine Molly Weasley would have Scorchify. a spell for that. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Okay, fuck, Mary kill. Let's get into it. These are some pretty good ones. And, you know, obviously, if we challenge you, you need to defend yourself. Fuck, Mary kill. Quirrell, Mad-Eye Moody, Lockhart. This one was submitted by Claire. Quirrell. And uh, you have to say, is Quirrell under the spell of Voldemort at the time? And is Mad-Eye Moody really his son in disguise? Yeah, is... Yeah, does Quirrell have Voldemort on the back of his head? Because that's... That's a good it's so fuck. Immediate fuck. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's Barty Crouch, Mad-Eye Moody, and it's Voldemort Quirrell, and that levels the playing field because Lockhart is a genuine nightmare person. <laughs> I think, okay, I would fuck Quirrell because when in your life can you ever fuck someone from behind and they're looking at you? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, um, and then I would marry uh, uh, Lockhart and kill Mad-Eye Moody. Oof, rough life with Lockhart, buddy. Yeah, it's worth it. <sighs> I, would... I, I, I do want to say that this is Lockhart before he over-obliviates himself and loses all sense of his self. I feel like Lockhart would be real starfishy in bed. Like, I feel like I would be doing 98% of the work. <laughs> Wait, what is starfishy? I've never heard that word before in my life. Like just like um, he just lies yeah. there. You just like, you just spread out and suction. It's when you sleep with someone, you cut off a little piece of them, and a whole another one of them grows up. It's pretty. Want to dump me? Give me your finger. <laughs> um, wow. I would uh, probably kill Lockhart. I'm gonna fuck Voldy Coral combo just for the experience, and um, I guess that leaves Mary 
Crouch Moody, which I I guess. I don't know. I feel like I could kill him in his sleep without much remorse. So I couldn't marry a, <laughs> I couldn't marry someone who could see where I was at in the house at all times and what I was Ooh, doing. That is a good point. I need my privacy. Um and I literally walked past Sean before that's my fiance with like a cookie in my hand pretending it's not in my hand. And like I just <laughs> like I gotta be able to just sneak upstairs and eat the cookie, you know. How big are your hands or how small are these cookies? I make pretty little cookies because <laughs> okay. helps with portion. Okay. And you're like, I get to eat six cookies. All right. Um, okay. um I think I would kill Barty Crouch Mad Eye. Fuck what wait, what did I call him before? Quirl de Mort. Yeah, Quirl de Mort. And what's the other one left? Lockhart. Did I say Ma- Mary Lockhart? Because I think I could easily, I think Brooke said she could do it to Barty Crouch, but like I think I could easily kill, just like accidentally, accidentally, quote, yeah. um, kill, you know, suffocate. Oh no, my pillow fell over his face in the middle of the night with Lockhart. <laughs> so <laughs> you would have like a mad insurance and inheritance payout. Yeah. Like- yeah. Actually, strategically, it doesn't say that you can't kill him after you marry him. And Mary Clay, you bring up a great point, which is uh, speaking of suffocating someone with a pillow, we know for a fact that Quildemore is a side sleeper because otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the next one. This is from Megan, James Lupin, and Sirius. Oh. And I'll, I'll go first because <laughs> I know the answer. Um, I would kill James, <laughs> I would marry Lupin and fuck Sirius. I mean, I think that's... That's my exact order. Sorry, James. Like, I don't know anything about you. Yeah. You used to be a a huge bully. I think, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think I agree with that one. You know, you know, Sirius is that bad boy, and then Lupin's going to be a professor husband. Yeah, professor husband is, like, my... Definitely, like, that's my type. A good, like, sweater vest situation. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of, like, just sitting in the living room <laughs> reading books and, like, sipping tea by the fireside. And, ladies, when it's your time of the month, it is also his time so of the month. So his time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> your cycles sync up. Oh, my God. It's really fun or horrific. That would be horrifying. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to go for a werewolf right now, but I cannot deal with this. <laughs> Okay, this that's, one's awesome. That's why we'll never have a werewolf president. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. Wow. But, like, you're right. They, they can eat children. I feel like I would marry Sirius. Is like, I would switch Lupin and Sirius, and that's just because I love riding on other people's motorcycles. I get on the backs mm-hmm. of random guys' motorcycles with way too much frequency. Well, d- um, just to be clear, you're going in the sidecar, bitch. No. No, thank you. I'm going to grab on real tight, get a little snug in. So, Brooke, I don't know if you thought about this, but you are committing yourself to a life with Creature. Oh, yeah, Creature. Um, I mean, he's got to die sometime, surely. He's you don't know. You don't know, though, how long house elves can live. I mean, on the plus side, though, I get to own a home. So oh, that's so true. Just, and it's just like any nice home. Victorian. But you know, creature- However, your mother-in-law is constantly screaming at you from <laughs> a painting. So a, we definitely need a pro con list for Sirius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just I would love the chaotic energy. I, Sirius is the kind of guy where you could be like, you know what? Do you want to like take up rock climbing? And he's like, fuck yeah! Like, and I I need that like a hundred percent down for it energy. 
I can't deny the slow, diligent patience of my actual real life fiance that is so like a professor. <laughs> um, I think that if you asked Sean who, which character he was in this, he would say Lupin. Or maybe he would be like, oh, what book is this again? <laughs> this one's also from Megan Bellatrix Lestrange, Professor Umbridge, and Rita Skeeter. Ooh. Oh, damn. I think I would fuck Bellatrix because you know she wild. Uh, kill Umbridge <laughs> and then marry Rita Skeeter. You gotta kill Umbridge. Mm-hmm. You gotta kill Umbridge. What are you gonna fuck her? Yeah. If you marry her, you gotta fuck her too. Because <laughs> you know she'd be giving you notes the whole time. <laughs> uh. As you fuck her, you feel like your dick on, your, on the back of your hand and it's like making it bleed. <laughs> Um, there's that bit in the movie where she's doing all her teacher evaluations and she has that like um, that measuring tape that thinks for itself that's like measuring Flitwick oh, yeah. and you're just like you're getting into the mood it's some foreplay and like the measuring tape just comes out and like measures your dick like, <laughs> from the base please from the base <laughs> and all those pink kittens all the all the her stuff surrounding oh, the kitty you play. oh shit yeah that's, I'm that's allergic to cats. Aesthetic. She's got to go. That's my exact aesthetic, so I'm fine the with that. The only reason to ever have sex with Dolores Umbridge is so you can, at some point, say Cumbridge. <laughs> ah, I'm, gonna right. come, I'm gonna Dolores Cumbridge. <laughs> that was my John Travolta. Sandy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Dolores Cumbridge. Whoa, I can't believe John Travolta is here with us in the room. This hey, is I'm incredible. always biking and rolling. <laughs> It's also worth noting that the name Dolores means sorrow, so it's like the saddest come of your life. Mm. Aww. <laughs> I would cry afterwards if I had to fuck Umbridge. That's my favorite Savage Garden song, The Saddest Come of Your Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the saddest come of your life. Man, my Ryan's going to have so much good material when he listens to this episode for all these. Well, he better get to work on my <laughs> Womp and Willow parody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts on Bellatrix Umbridge, Rita Skeeter? I feel like Rita Skeeter, I would fuck Rita Skeeter and marry Bellatrix. And Same. again, I'm doing it for the wealth, like 100% gold digger on that. And also because Rita Skeeter is, uh, she's the person that writes Dear Abby with like way too many personal details so that when you read the paper, you know it's about you. Mm-hmm. Also, I just yeah. like, think that all these negative things about Rita Skeeter, but like, I think she'd be good in bed. She's got like a fun energy. She would be, <laughs> she would be in full control and like, she would like, you know, tell you what she likes, but that's cool. Um, but she, but Umbridge would just be nasty about it. And I, I want to be clear. <laughs> I'm not ageist. I would, McGonagall, no, my favorite uh, character in all the books is McGonagall and I would take her to pound town. So I want to make sure... <laughs> Not disrespect. It's just, it's just that nasty attitude. You're fucking rude to Skeeter, and you hear like this weird scratching sound, and you look up, and her quick quotes quill is recording your every move because she wants to sell the world the world's next great romance novel. I mean, that's a compliment, though. She would write. She would straight up write the Wizarding World version of Fifty Shades. Ugh, but God. like isn't that, using isn't that just Twilight? using your sex life though. Like no. you would read it and be like, "Honey, you wrote this is about us," and you like very, very vaguely like made up, you know, gave us fake names. This is very obviously our lives. <laughs> Beta Peter. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This is about Beta. <laughs> um, I think the thing about I would marry Rita Skeeter and fuck Bellatrix because with Rita Skeeter, I would just wait until she turns into a bug and then I would mm. do like Hermione did and I would trap her in a jar and True. then she would just be there. And We're killing also, an she awful be, lot of our She would also be really easy to kill because she's a bug and you can just step <laughs> on her. We're killing an awful lot of our spouses I'm just, in this game. Yeah. I'm, hey, I don't care. It, it just, it, it's, you know, it's fuck, marry, kill. And my version is fuck, marry, then kill, and kill. <laughs> All right. Um, let's just do a couple more of these. We've got a lot of really good submissions. So thanks, guys, for sending let's those. Do some, let's do some, like, rapid fire. Yeah. Whatever okay. first comes to mind. Okay. Um, this one's from Pete. Hey, Pete. I know you don't listen to this podcast because you hate reading. Um, Dumbledore, Hagrid, and Voldemort. And this is um, post book for Voldemort. Ralph finds Voldemort. Uh, fuck Voldemort. Uh, kill Hagrid and marry Dumbledore. But Hagrid's got yeah. that bi- Viking energy. He can fuck you against no, a wall. No, he doesn't. He's so dumb. He would not okay. know what to do. He All would right. need a lot of instruction. And okay. I'm just not in. I'm not trying to put. Yeah. The time in. Okay. Okay. He doesn't know. He doesn't know where the clit is. Aww. At all. Aww. <laughs> You can't find your chamber of secrets. Uh, <laughs> I would, yeah, I think I would do the same thing. You, you wanna, you wanna marry Dumbledore because he's, you know, he's wealthy. He's got, and he's, you don't even have to kill him. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna die at some point. He's got all the coolest shit. He's very wise. He might put you in danger, but he means the best. Yeah, Hagrid would. If you lived with Hagrid uh, and married him, he would just knock shit over all the time. You'd go to like a Pier One Imports, and he'd be like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> and he'd be like, you owe $48,000 in damages, you fucking bull. And he's like, oh, what's muggle money? Oh. He'd constantly be bringing creatures home. Yeah. And you'd be I, like, I don't oh, want you, a blasted-ended screw in this house. You mean house. like a, a fucking dragon? And he would do it at the expense of your children. Like, he okay. would be the cat. We were like, where's mm-hmm. the baby? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I left it over by the dragons, the fire-breathing monsters, okay. the book that eats okay. people. Okay, okay. So we're back in the hate, Hagrid hatred loop. I'm pulling us out. <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs> Next one. Rapid fire. Petunia Dursley, Bellatrix Lestrange, and Helena Ravenclaw. Yes, she is a ghost. Mm. How does that work physically? Because you would just go through her. I would marry the ghost, uh, stick with fucking Bellatrix uh, again, and kill Petunia. Sounds right. I agree. Yeah. Helena, she's nice. I I think you could figure out how to fuck her. I think my number one bang in the books would be Tonks. Yes. Okay. That is typical. Because, like, you know, she can look like anything you want. Yeah. Not even just to change it up. Like, she just, like, I don't know. She's she's wild. I think she's fun. Yeah, great interview. Yeah. Great. We should all be a little more like Tonks. First of all, how dare you? I would... What, do you not like Tonks? I'm not as big of a Tonks fan as everyone else is. How dare you? I think she just... A Tonks Lupin three-way would be the ultimate. Like, that's it. That's it for me. Because she's married <laughs> to him, and I could a hundred percent. Question: If that. you sleep with Quirldemort, is that a three-way? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Here's a question: Voldemort I, would talk to you during it, a hundred percent, like in your head. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Oh, if that's I, weird. If I fuck Tonks while wearing the sorting hat, is that a three-way? 
No, that's <laughs> more of like a voyeur situation. Better be calm. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I'm like realizing something right now. Like, as I said, my fiance, Sean, is a lot like Lupin and I don't really like Tonks, but I'm realizing that she's like a fun, clumsy Hufflepuff who always changes her hair. So like, am I Tonks? You are her. Is that why I don't like her? <laughs> that's kind of why I was surprised when you were like, yeah, I don't like Tonks. I'm like, what's this like weird self-hatred you have? I think my problem with Tonks is that like, if... I think under different circumstances, I might have liked her better, but she came into the Harry Potter book series right when I was starting to get into other YA books, because, you know, I was maybe like 15, 16 when she was introduced to the series, and I was reading all these other books about these girls who just trip over stuff and boys love them, and it's like, uh, (laughs) like, do something else, and she eventually does, and then she dies. She does! Yeah, then they die. (laughs) Okay, Arthur Weasley, Xenophilius Lovegood, Lucius Malfoy. That one's from Stacy. Oh, triple kill minus Arthur. Daddy, <laughs> daddy <laughs> four way. Um, Arthur Weasley. Arthur Weasley. So it's daddy, daddy, and daddy. I think I would, I would marry Arthur because that would just be fun. Yeah, that's a great. Um, life. fuck Xenophilius and kill Lucius. Xenophilius. Lovegood is 100% into tantric sex. I can't with that. He's, I would definitely he's basically fuck, sting, yeah. <laughs> I would fuck Lucius Malfoy because, I mean, he's got, he, first of all, he's fine. Okay, but he is, okay, um, Jason Isaacs is very sexy, and he was both Captain Hook and Mr. Darling in the Jeremy Sumter version of Peter Pan, which, Brooke, as we've discussed before, is part of both of our sexual, sexual awakenings, awakening. and definitely Mr. Darling was part of that. So sexy, and I think he's very sexy. Let me just throw the word sexy in there one more time. Um, <laughs> I would marry Arthur, because you know he's going to be a good husby. Uh, I would fuck Looney Daddy... And I would kill um, Lucius. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the definitive answer. Yeah. Daddy, daddy. I'll defend him. <laughs> I like Lucius. I think he was in a bad position. I'm just going to give like a no. speech about how much I love Lucius with like Adol singing Christmas carols in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We, that was rapid fire. You can't challenge me. That's my answer. Ooh, can we do one more? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, do you have one? The three dragons from the Triwizard Tournament. Oh. Um, wait, there's, oh, there's four, four of them. There's four? Because there's four. Tri- <laughs> I know, it's very confusing, but there's uh, four, four wizards in the Triwizard But there's just Triwizard. That's right, because Harry Potter. Okay. Well, I mean, you gotta, which- you gotta fuck the Hungarian horn tail, because it gotta Ooh. like that. <laughs> I hope you like blood play. Oh, remember. <laughs> How about um, a Patronus? Whose Patronus would you fuck? Um, would you rather would you rather fuck a patronus or marry a a dementor Mm. fuck a patronus Um, fuck a patronus for sure that probably feels good i don't think that would how would that work again with the physics stop stop with the logistics mary (laughs) it would feel like cool water (laughs) cool water it'd feel like it'd be it'd feel like you're in a clear yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I've, Brooke, although man, now I have like, to change smart 
what a smart like way to make fun of someone mm. <laughs> and it like it's a very smart insult it was a terrible slash, like, terrible teasing. day it was a terrible day we had to make fun of it somehow it was a public holiday so all of the uh pharmacies were closed and we were running all over rural new zealand trying to find plan b it was terrible <laughs> So oh, you know, you gotta, now, now it's less funny. Now it's less We've funny. all been there. You've you've got to keep the spirits up. So I proceeded to call her every cream-filled French pastry item well, I could think of. We should be we should be clear that the, what you said to her was funny. The actual circumstances sound nightmarish. Yes, it was. Yeah, but like with fine. friends, it's like all one in this. Like that nightmare is hilarious. Together, <laughs> she went to a music festival and got lice <laughs> immediately afterwards. Got lice. <laughs> Holy shit. I had to nitpick her hair in a public bathroom because oh, we were living in a van. No. You Ravenclaws are so nitpicky. Hey. How do we go from a lice story to wrapping up organically, Brooke? God damn it. Uh, I think you just, uh, you that's just it. did. I think you picked a stopping point. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Okay, okay. Lice. So thanks for being being here everyone oh my god how do i end these things lice okay what it's is lice, lice to see you lice to see y'all lice goes in hair harry potter <laughs> okay okay uh, money oh, super harry potter <laughs> one thing we like to do at the end of our episodes is make recommendations for um like a book a tv show a video game something that you think that people who like harry potter would like also please plug your own shit cool uh, so again, my name is Adol Rafai. Thank you all so much. Truly, this was the best time I've had since quarantine, and I'm not joking. Yay! You'll yeah, have to come back is... for another one. Oh, anytime. Uh, and you can laminate that answer anytime. I would be thrilled. <laughs> I'm gonna laminate that on you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I don't know why I said that. Uh, um, I you can check out my podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is like a fantasy improv pa- uh, podcast. But you don't. So many people lump it in with like D and D, which D and D is great, but we're not necessarily a D and D podcast. You don't have to really know or like fantasy hopefully to enjoy the podcast so that's hello from the magic tavern i also do a riddles and puzzles podcast um with tooth slytherins aaron and jpc that's called hey riddle riddle so please check that out and something i'm playing this is the most uh tired suggestion of all time but i'm replaying uh zelda's breath of the wild which is so unbelievably calming and centering and beautiful and joyous and just if you're having a hard time, put this puppy on, and it's it's got all the magic of Harry Potter with none of the uh, turf um, trans. The, the politics. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, man, I'm so glad you said that, Mary Clay. I know you love um, Breath of the Wild too. I, I've I'm, obs- with all this I'm so obsessed hard. with it. Yeah. That was my first tattoo. Which was a Triforce. Ooh. It's hard um, to see because it's on her back. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna ask. Yeah. My pants are. It's so on her butt. Wasted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been Brooke. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I have been listening to Stamped from the Beginning, um, which is currently been made available as an audiobook on Spotify. It is a definitive history of racist ideas in America, and it is absolutely fascinating. Um, learn some real U.S. history. I highly recommend it. That's that uh, uh, disillusionment charm. It's 100% worth your time. It's so good. Yeah, I'm Mary Clay. Uh, as always, you can listen to my podcast, That's What I'm Talking About. It comes out every Tuesday wherever you get podcasts. And then something to plug is... Don't act like we don't um, in this episode. Well, uh, well I, f- I forget about it every time. <laughs>
While you're thinking, I'm going to buy you some time. I am going to read a quick excerpt uh, from my new book, Denim Demon. Um, this is Denim, Denim Demon, Chapter 1. He stood at the foot of the bed, his Jordash jeans bulging in the crotch, the denim pulsating with every beat in his fucking soft, hard dick. Yeah, it was soft, hard. It was so big that the bottom part was hard while the top half was soft. He didn't have enough blood in his body to fuel that fucking long-ass dick. He wrapped it around his wrist like a watch, and he said, you know what time it is? And I said, fuck me time? And he said, ding, ding, ding. He took his zipper and pulled it down. And uh, Mary Clay, did you have that uh, thing you thought of? Okay. Why does it? No, I am uh, still having trouble pulling it up. Uh, why don't you uh, keep reading from that? Okay, okay. <laughs> why so does like, it feel right that Snape has yeah. a soft, hard dick? So like I said, I said, ooh, what time is it? Is it fuck me o'clock? And he said, fuck me o'cock. He was Irish, you see, an Irish demon. <laughs> What else? Uh, lots of veins, but not where you think veins would be. Not where veins normally oh are. They're all pooled right at the tip. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Right. Mary Clay, save us, save us. Yeah, like my good. sleeping jeans. Um. <laughs> and he said, nice, you wear jeans too? And I said, yes, daddy. And, uh, whoo. Guys, I am Okay. Um, I've been listening to, sorry, I had to pull it up because I couldn't remember uh, the name of the author. Uh, I've been listening to the audiobook of, it's a book called Slay, and it's by Brittany Morris. And it's, it's just, I'm really enjoying it. It has a lot of like intersecting elements. Um, it's about a girl who create a like high school girl who created this online gaming world for, um, black people. And then there's like, obviously you know, obstacles arise in this world <laughs> is how books typically go, you know. General, like, conflict. They, yeah, conflict arises. Um, but it jumps back and forth between, like, a lot of varying viewpoints. So there's also, like, some LGBT characters in it. Um, and then also just, like, uh, it's just also really cool that it's a it's a female teenager and she's doing like all this like coding stuff and you know, that's not usually like represented or whatever. So yeah, that's um, Slay by Brittany Morris. Awesome. So I, I have been your host, Christine. I feel like we don't usually say our names at the end, but here we are. <laughs> As always, you can follow me on Instagram at ya girl of the world. You can follow me on Twitter at Tina Fontina. That's what it is for now. Not sure how much I like that wordplay, but it's the only Tina Pun that was available on Twitter. Uh, also, I'd like to recommend a podcast I've been catching up on recently. It's called The Science of Superheroes. Um, it is a scientist, an actual scientist, who talks about different superheroes and like superhero adjacent stuff. Um, it talks about like literally how could, like, how could, like, what biological precedent is there for that? So, like, for example, there's an episode about like Spider Man and his different, the different like, superpowers he has and like where you can find those things in nature it's pretty cool if you're like a science and a fantasy nerd like i am oh my god you guys i'm an idiot that podcast is not called the science of superheroes it's called the biology of superheroes and that scientist is a biologist i got it all wrong i'm so sorry it's really a wonderful podcast the Biology of Superheroes, hosted by Dr. Shane Campbell-Statton and Arian Darby. 
So don't look for the science of superheroes. That's not a real thing. It's the biology of superheroes, which I will remind you is a science. So it's kind of the same thing. Sorry. Thank you guys so much for being here. Get get the fuck off my computer screen. Lawn. <laughs> <laughs> The Restricted Section was created and hosted by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Canceled. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Technical support from Sean Watson. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod or shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or lavish praise. And it was recording, right? Yes. It, yep. Can you yes, fucking imagine? It's still going. <laughs>